of the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. I have been told by the uh, by the higher-ups that the podcasting issues have been fixed at WRQK.com. So if you missed any of the previous three shows this week, you can uh, find it there. There's also a 24-7 Sansbury Show channel on iHeartRadio. Make sure you're downloading and uh, the app and keeping with it. For some of our listeners that may live a little further north than where we broadcast from, yeah, you may lose the signal in your car, and it may switch to another radio station. Um, they don't really want me telling you a whole lot about this other than, yeah, they're kind of licensed to do it. We wish they really wouldn't have, but that's kind of the way it goes. And this is where the nod, nod, wink, wink, download iHeartRadio. That way you can always make sure you're staying on top of your favorite radio shows. Uh, that way, uh, make sure you download and use the all-free iHeartRadio app. I like the appearance of corporate Stansberry right out of the gate this morning, dude. Like, here he is, dude. Going, totally I didn't even read. Line. I didn't even read the corporate email yet either. <laughs> didn't, didn't, even, no, didn't even get to it yet. Lot going on this morning. We're going to find out whether or not you're man enough to love an alpha female. That's now a thing. Alpha females are now a thing. Seven o'clock, we'll find that out. At eight o'clock, we'll find out the most common sexual fantasies of men. We'll do a little bit of that. Outside of that, I have no idea what we're going to do. <laughs> Some other things. Outside of that, I have no clue. I can tell you, we will send you out to Vegas, not once, but twice this morning, eight and nine a.m. You'll get a keyword. You'll text it in. We'll send you to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival, which should be right around the corner, right? It it's happening soon, yeah. I was going to say, it can't be too much further it's off. It's probably your last week to get it done, I would say. I would think. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm but sure. Say that. Well, this paper right here will tell me. <laughs> yeah, one more on there. Yeah, September the fourteenth. Right. Look at that. But yeah. Right. So today, tomorrow, your last opportunities. It looks like to win your way out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll do that. We'll also send you uh, to see the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. That's this Saturday, Canton Civic Center. Uh, and Fantone and I will be on site four to six, hosting and judging your cosplay contest. A uh, little programming note: Patrick Nelson, one of the organizers of the Hall of Fame City Comic Con, will be on the air with us tomorrow, nice. eight o'clock. We'll also talk to Buzzbin Mike tomorrow, nine a.m. on the program. As uh, there's a uh, dude, Buzzbin and Fronimos are kind of doing this, like you know, uh, Canton Music Block thing. Okay. And there's going to be a concert uh, outside of uh, Dark Horse, I believe, okay. uh, which is like a Doors like tribute. Is going to be playing because of you know those doors murals now. Oh right, 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 right down there. So they built that stage. So Mike's going to come in here to kind of tell us all about that and like more shows that might be coming with that stage and that whole thing. So we'll talk to Buzzbin Mike. Um, he we refer to him as the mayor of downtown Canton. He has corrected me more than once, and it says I kind of consider myself the governor. Jeez. of downtown Canton. Yeah, he upped Jeez. himself, moving yeah. himself up the ladder yeah. there. We might be spending too much time with Mike. I think maybe we're rubbing <laughs> off on Mike. But Mike says he's the governor of downtown Canton. I can't disagree. So uh, he'll be on the air with us again. That being tomorrow, though, not today. I do want to start today talking about my love for the city in which we're broadcasting them. And I do this a lot. And it's because I mean it. I do. I love it here. And yesterday, um, uh, full disclosure, this girl I'm seeing, she uh, works in, in Akron. She lives in Green, she, but she you know, works in Akron. So to make her happy, hey, we should have lunch. Okay, so guess what that means? That means I'm going to Akron. Well, yeah, I mean, as <laughs> that's as, what that means. As your work day's over and she's probably got an hour for lunch, I would assume more likely than not, it would it would be the do the, the right thing. It just, I mean, yeah, just makes it, sense. Yeah, it makes logistic sense there. Yeah, if you're trying to see her more often, you know, take her to lunch. So, okay. so I went up to Akron for lunch. Now, when I first took this job, I thought, all right, well, you know, it's Akron, Kent. I'll I'll just I'll live in Akron, right? Because I didn't know anything about Kent. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a whole lot of love of Akron then. It's not like I hate it, but I was like, eh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I guess, hey, you know, half or whatever. And then Fantone said to me, he's like, dude, it's not quite as close as you think. 
And once you live here, you're going to realize there's a little bit more separation between the two cities than you think there is. Yeah, I kind of remember you having that mindset early, early on. I'm talking within like the first month or two within the show where yeah. you were kind of looking for places and we were kind of talking about things. Um, yeah, but there is that line, dude. And I don't know exactly where it is. I mean, it probably is the Akron Canton Airport, if, if nothing else. But like somewhere along 77, there is a line. If you don't live here, though, you don't necessarily know about it. You know what I mean? Like, I I think, I think that's a part of it, especially somebody, people from North of that people from, you know, uh, Akron and North of that don't necessarily see it. I think, I think people who live here see it very clearly. Oh yeah, absolutely. When uh, up North, you know what it is, is both Akron and Canton both have little brother disease when thinking about Cleveland. You, you, you do kind of have that. And so then Akron then just kind of tries to edge itself out because well we're a little closer and then the LeBron thing then 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 their heads right, got right, real right, right, big right. oh the, the Black Keys look out yeah okay right. it, exactly right so then their heads got a little too big so okay. long story short I we had lunch at cilantro yesterday which was very very good it was very very good okay but if you live in Canton you could have went to Basil okay could have went to Basil it was Basil too essentially right but I don't enjoy driving around in Akron because I don't know it and Phantom will tell you if I don't know things I get frustrated with them. I just do, right? And so I was getting frustrated driving in, in Akron yesterday. So I tweeted this out, and I just, it, well, at a stoplight, by the way. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, it's probably why you're having a hard time driving, but it, all right. Canton, and then I used the greater than symbol, Akron. And this dude, like, roasted me for it. Multiple tweets. We get it, dude. You work there. Oh, my God. It's so annoying how much you talk about how much you love Canton. And so I just thought about it when I woke up this morning as multiple people said the same thing to me on Twitter. And you guys, no, again, it's not all of you, but I told you, this is what, this is what social media is for, for me. It's like just hearing about all your complaints. So I told this dude, dude, just unfollow me, which will always be my take, by the way. It will always, dude, if you're unhappy, it's not like I want to drive you away, but then just go. Like, then just yeah, go. Yeah. Why do I got to know about it? <laughs> like, I, that, that's what I don't understand. And to, to wrap this up, probably, um, and not as fast as I should, really what it is, is that, I, yes, Fantone and I both like where we live, and we both try to immerse ourselves into our communities, and we try to do right by our community, right? That's honestly why we have this job, is because not only are we talented, but we kind of think like that outside of it. That's one of the reasons why they wanted two guys like that in here. But this is the way I view it. I had been off doing what I love to do for a while. And I got another shot to do it, and I got to do it here. And more off, more than that, you guys opened up your arms immediately and wrapped it around the show. Imme- there was no waiting period for you guys to come wrap around the show at all. It was instant. So I love you, and I love it here, and it's me and you, and it's just the way it is. And so I'm going to talk about it. And if I can't believe people are going to complain that somebody's actually trying to prop up where you're from, especially especially as as and I mean I'm going to make this assumption that this is a listener um, from north of Akron. I'm going to assume I don't know that, but maybe. But probably I, I think I that, have a lot of those, that, so maybe that, that seems like a safe bet there for me. And it's like, dude, Cleveland has been nauseating about this recently. I mean, like that has been the entire point of Cleveland over the past five years since really since LeBron came back from, from Miami. Look how good we are. Look how look, good we are. Look, look how oh, it's a are. new city. It's a new town. We got something scripture written Cleveland and it's by the lake and you could take a picture and Fox 8 News, dude, they're on East Force. 
ain't no different city. I well, said, dude, somebody got mad at me a couple of months ago because I said, dude, Cleveland's not a foodie city. I know they pretend to be, but they're not. And 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 really, I'm not trying to make this like, oh, Canton versus Cleveland, but like, no, really, what's that battle? But but there is, but there is something about like the people from the area, the people that live in that area, work in that area, use that as like a part, an extension of their life where they're living, like. How 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 can being proud of that and like trying to prop that up and make that a better place? I don't understand how that's a negative thing where it's like, oh boy. Uh, well, and I guess maybe it's like if you're not from here, you don't necessarily want to hear it. But like, dude, there's a million other radio shows. <laughs> like, right. Like, and I guarantee you, they're stroke jobbing wherever they are. There's that level of like, oh man, the best sports fans, the, the, the Cleveland sports fans, the best sports fans in the world. Do you really believe the Come Browns? On. Do you Come really on. believe that the Browns think you're the best fans in the world? No, every team says that they're their fans. Right, there's a little bit of that built into it. But also, like, you know what it really is? Is A, this place is cheaper to live than it really should be. Yeah. And so, dude, it's... it's Cost so, living's great. So, so it's economical for me to live here. And, I don't know, how do I say this without sounding really cocky about it? You guys are really appreciative to have a good radio show in your town. Most of you really are. Like, that's what I get more than I, than anything when I go out. It's like, dude, I just love that you're here. I love that something good is coming from where I live. And to that feel, you're appreciative to have something that you believe. And this, this is what I assume from what people tell me. That you believe that the talent of this show kind of outweighs where, where it's at. And that you're appreciative of that. And so, yeah, it's hard for me not to love you. It is. It's hard for me not to love that. I think there's probably a little bit here of like, it's like judging someone else's relationship. How do you where, mean? Where, you know, you'll see a, a chick that's a, a, a solid nine dating a six. And you're like, oh, my God, look at that. That looks terrible. Like, I, I, like she's got to hate her life. And she's probably like, no, nah, dude, I'm happy. Like, this is a self-serving cycle of happiness right here. He's good to me. I'm good to him. Like, everything's okay outside and like in that relationship everything's like yeah man this is great like who who's complaining here people outside that's who's complaining Haters. people who don't have that happiness people who aren't a part of that that's why it's like oh pff, dude Stansbury, shut up about it yeah i had that happen yesterday too dude because we went to lunch again we went to lunch and dude she is dude the chick's kind of hot like she's like kind of hot like i i kind of forget until i see her again and then dude we walked out of that restaurant dude yesterday and every guy in that place turned their head and watched her walk out of the restaurant the entire way. And I guess she had been she had dated a guy once who got like really jealous about it and got really mad and like like had like some problems with it. And she so she's a little bit like shy about. It. She's like, "Oh my god, you're not going to freak out, right?" I was like, "No. I'm a dude, I'm an e- dude, I'm an egomaniac. So if every dude in this building wants to have sex with you, I love it. Like, dude, I'm not the je- I have zero jealous bones in my body. I'll get off on the fact that other dudes think you're that hot. Not off. I was going to say, you are getting really close to uh, I'm talking to her, not you. Okay, No, lady, you still got work to do. (laughs) Okay. You still got work to do. We will send you to the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. That's obviously this Saturday. Canton Civic Center. We'll do that at 730. Send you to Vegas, not once, but twice, 8 and 9 o'clock this morning. You'll get a keyword for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Vegas. I Heart Radio Music Festival. I'm pretty sure today and tomorrow is your last opportunities at that. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. So, not a whole, not a whole lot of many trips left. You can win yours 8 o'clock this morning. And again, programming note tomorrow on the program, 8 o'clock. Patrick Nelson, one of the organizers of the Hall of Fame City Comic Con, which we'll send you that here at 7.30, about an hour from now. And then tomorrow at 9, Governor of Downtown Canton, Buzz Ben Mike, 
affectionately referred to as. I love that guy. I love that guy. And he's like reinvigorated, by the way. He's like full on. Like Mike had kind of stepped away from Buzzman a little bit. Right. And had been staying away from it. And uh, I, I think he kind of felt it like go off the rails a little bit, kind of like lose its way a little bit. And he's like, nah, dude, I got to get Buzzman back to what it is. And sure enough, he has. And it's like it's like the old Buzzman again. Um, what do I want to say? Like being him, there's a bit of a grind to it, dude. I mean, like oh, bar ownership is so hard. Yeah, for every for Ugh. every big victory you have, I'm sure there's a, a a a big loss coming around the corner. So I'm I'm sure there's been points where it's like, dude, you know what? Throw my hands up, I'm done. But I'm glad to see he's not feeling like that. Yeah, no. I uh, I love that guy. I love hanging out with him down there. So I'm, it's good to have him back down there. All right, I uh, a little later in the program, we're gonna find out the most common male sexual fantasies. I was a little surprised one thing wasn't on the list. So we'll do that around 8 o'clock. Now, however, I have this here, which is pretty interesting. It's sex-related. Imagine that. Fantone and I both obsessed with the sexual activities there. Not with one another. No. But this is like what she wants to hear while you're talking dirty. Okay. And I gotta be honest with you, dude. Dirty talk is strange. Like, you gotta... I mean, dude, you're basically quarterback in there at that point. You gotta do. You gotta thread the needle. <laughs> with with the with the dirty talk. Oh yeah, dude. There's all the room in the world for error out there. You've got one place where it's the a receiver window. can catch it. Right. It's a window. Right. Do you throw that pick six and it's over? It's over. She ain't never coming back. Right. And it's such a tricky like situation because here's the thing about women, and I know I'm not the first guy to make this observation. I think it was a comedian who, who did it once. Is that women hate the words slut and whore. Until they're doing some slutty or some whore stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I kind of like that word, right? And so like that's where women get really, really confusing. You're the Rubik's Cube of people. It's like, how the hell do I solve this damn thing? You start in the corners and flip her around, right? That's, that's kind of how it works. So they ask like a bunch of women what they like and what they like hearing. And guys kind of need to know this stuff because we don't know. We're dumb. We, yeah. don't, we, we don't know what we're doing. And so one of them says here, it all depends on the sex that we're having. Yeah. He's like, if we're having raw and rough, dirty sex, then I like nasty. Like, I like being, you know, told you're my little whore. It's like, I don't know. You might want to be careful with that one. Well, I think it's just you kind of have to know, number one, the situation. Yes, because obviously, like, there's going to be a big difference between, like, making love and effing. Like, there's way uh, you know, big difference. And, 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 and the behaviors in said, you know, circumstances there are going to change from time to time to time. Like, you have to be aware of that. And you also have to be aware of who your partner is, because some things, even like even when you guys are effing is going to be appropriate, and other things is going to be like, nah, that was a, that was a line too far, even in this situation. Got to walk that tightrope, right? She also says, you know, he, she likes when he says, you like that deep, you know what I mean, uh, or like, in, well, in there. And, uh, and you know, she's kind of into that. I, you know, again, I don't know. You kind of have to, like, figure out where your, where your woman's lines are. But then when they're making love, she's like, I like hearing I love you, and you're beautiful, and I love how you feel. She's like, I like that the best yeah i mean like uh, like i said i mean there's going to be times where it's like you know this special moment where the two of you guys are staring into each other's eyes and just like in that moment you wouldn't necessarily like smack her ass because it's like all right we're having something else here you shouldn't be like you know take that d you dirty you know what i'm saying like oh, there, there yeah. has there has to be some 
some some separation there. Uh, another woman here talking about like just make sure I know how bad you want it. Basically, I want to yeah. I, I want to do this so bad. Um, you know th- 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 that kind of thing. When people get caught up on they don't know what to say, where it's like I don't know what I do want I say. You is always good. Yeah, something about how attractive she is, how good it feels, how like there's there's always green green grass over there. So multiple times in this list of these like fifteen things chicks want to hear, multiple women say. Um, tell me how bad you want me. Right. Make uh, you know how special I am to you. Like those kinds of things. That's really what they want. And another one here, and um, and I, I guess I'm pretty good about this. I, I didn't realize, but like telling them how lucky you are. You know what I mean to have what you're having, and okay. to and to have who you have is another is another big one here. This one woman says, "There's nothing sexier than knowing how much I'm desired." Telling me I'm really, really hot, yes, is great. But telling me how lucky you are, she's like, that. nothing will turn me on more than that. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I think that should be a part of your buildup and certainly a part of the delivery there, too, where it's like you're showing appreciation. Like, and it, it, this has to be reversed, too, in the sense of how much more do you enjoy sex when she's like, oh my gosh, it's the biggest one I've ever seen. Now, we all know that it's not the biggest one she's ever seen. Like, we all know that to be a fact, but there is that level of like, you're feeding each other's egos here, no matter wh- whether you're twos or tens. Like you both want to feel like, yeah, like I feel good about myself. Yeah, you just gotta know where the lines are, man. Like how much, like how firmly to pull hair, because they all kind of like it. But if you go too far, well, my ex liked it, like yank like this. You got, I mean, dude, it's a, it's, it's a tightrope. Well, and I, I think it's a ladder too, because like I think a lot of a lot of problems probably exist because guys don't know what to say or they don't know how to verbalize it. So it's like you probably don't say anything, and that's bad. And then. Maybe you get into like the moaning, grunting aspect of it, which can be good, but you have to balance that with some actual words coming out of your mouth. If you're just sitting there just doing the gorilla grunt, you know what I mean? Ugh. Like, that's not good either. Like, like you're you, making noise, which is okay. That's all right. But Phantom's making a great point here, and, and, and I'll prove it to you. Go home and take all your clothes off and do the pumping motion in the bathroom <laughs> and just and, and grunt and grunt and stare into the mirror and see Terrible. how long you can look at that. Can't. That's what's on top of her. Now, luckily for her, it's three and a half minutes long. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost over. You know what I mean? So that that part's not so bad for her. I think there's just so much ego that goes into sex, and like I've I've talked to before, I, I think sex at its best is when you and your partner are in there to have fun together, and whatever that fun is, you guys go ahead and do it. But a part of it has to be as like your prowess. You're so great because that's what I want, right? A little bit, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's not a human being alive. That doesn't enjoy being desired. There's not a human being alive. Now, you may not be vain enough to where that's your whole thing, but there's nobody that doesn't like knowing that they're desired. Yeah, on some level, it just feels good. Feels good. It's like Christmas morning, right? You're just opening stuff that, that's going to be fun to play with. And that's, that's, a lot, that's a lot like what sex is like. I, I struggle with the dirty talk. I do. I struggle. And, and, and I, I, I always relate it to my favorite band, Kiss. I feel like when I'm smacking your ass and I'm giving you all the dirty talk, it's because I know the music's not any good, dude. So all the explosions are going off on the side of the stage. Gene's spitting blood. And it's because Ace can't get it up in the corner. He can't figure out how to get it done. That's I kind of feel like I'm kissing it all the time. Like, all right, here's all the explosions. You ready? Make sure you get the tour shirt. Sucks to be you. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRTK.com. Saw this. This is uh, not great. 
from WKYC.com. Apparently, a Canton K-9 police officer was hospitalized after uh, the cruiser was hit by a suspect vehicle Wednesday night. Canton police say the officers were investigating a shooting near Pulley Place. Uh, and then a chase ensued, obviously. People are like, I don't want to go to jail. And so they try running really, really dumb. With all the technology out there now and everything else, they see you. They know where you I mean, that's so dumb, dude. Once the cops, dude, are right there, just come out with your hands up. Yeah, very unlikely. And that you're getting away anymore. It doesn't, doesn't feel like right. it. But uh, the suspect vehicle striking the K-9 cruiser causing serious damage. Both the officer and then the suspect had been taken to hospitals with what are being uh, called non-life-threatening injuries. So that part's good. The shooting suspect also sustained non-life-threatening uh, injuries as well. The K-9 doing all right right now. So that's kind of good. We uh, we don't want to lose another Canton K-9 officer. Certainly not. We've already done that. Uh, we already lost one during the run of the show. Jethro, I believe. And... Uh, Remember that memorial? Remember going to that? Like, dude, that was tough, dude. I'll never forget that. Like, when we were sitting in there, and that was at the Civic Center, I believe. Correct. And they ran that, I remember they ran the home video of when the officer, like, brought Jethro home for the first time. And he's got, like, the the car, like, window down, and his daughter comes running out of the house, and, like, that dog just, like, leaps through the window and, like, just, like, starts hugging her. And it was like, oh, my God. It was, like, the saddest thing I had ever seen in my entire life that day watching that. So thank God we don't uh, – thank God nobody's going through that today. Yeah, I was going to say, good that, good that we don't have to deal with that again. Exactly right. I saw this, and I think it's interesting because I think it will probably happen. I don't think it will be fast. I don't think it will be this week, next week, next year even, but it's going to happen. And you're going to think I'm crazy when I tell you, and then I'm going to tell you, oh, yeah, but remember this, and that ended up taking this down, and then you're going to go, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. And that is U.S. officials are now calling teens vaping an epidemic. It's an epidemic. Much like anytime you're doing anything else that's unhealthy for you and, and everybody's doing it, apparently these jewels are really, really popular now. I don't understand uh, the jewel. Like I understand that it's an e an e sig thing where you I don't can, really know anything where about you it. can vape, and I think it's supposed to look like a thumb drive kind of, where it's like, well, it's easy to hide, and that's what makes it so alluring to teenagers. Oh, but like, I, dude, these vapes come in a billion different shapes, sizes, and colors. I don't understand why like the jewel is like the one where it's like, oh, these kids. It's like it's a drug. At first, I kept hearing people talk about jewel. All oh, these kids are doing jewel, and I'm like, oh man, what are they? New drugs? Someone tell me about this. I need the drugs. And like, and no, it's just another vape brand, kind of. So what now they're saying is they're weighing whether or not we should do a flavor ban. Uh, okay. Like, you want to vape? Fine. But we're taking the flavoring out of it. Now, here again, watch now as I make my analogy. You know what brought tobacco down? You know what really brought tobacco down? See, some of you won't remember because you're not old enough. But what made everybody really, really angry about tobacco, it wasn't secondhand smoke. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact that they wanted that that they care about people. It wasn't cancer. It wasn't. No, it was none of that stuff. You know what it was? It was the kids that took it down. They. What about my kids? What? But I have kids, and it was Joe Camel. Not even the biggest cigarette like brand out there, but it was Joe Camel. Why? Because a cartoon character hooked your kids into wanting to smoke cigarettes. Well, what do you think blueberry pancake mix does? It makes them want to vape. What do you think unicorn poop dust does? Okay, okay. It makes them want to vape. It's the hook to bring kids into it, and eventually somebody's going to be like, dude, you can't hook kids like this. Now, let me tell you where we got to be real careful. Because the next argument, once they get that is, 
is Crown Apple, Crown Vanilla, Cinnamon v- v- Whiskey. That's going to be the next one. Is look, you're trying to hook kids into the booze. Like so, you got to be careful with, with with you know eradicating things too. So many, so many of those drinks, dude. I mean, especially like the not necessarily like the liquors of it, but like the drinks, drinks. Like I've got this thing of like fruit punches in my fridge right now. You can't even taste the liquor at all. The five percent and like oh, it's booze. And not even not even a little bit can you taste oh, it. Like those, well, do. I don't want to say they're dangerous, but there's certainly something about like, man, those flavored stuff, they're easy to drink. They're easy to, to indulge in. Remember when like that not your father's root beer came out and right. like all that stuff and like the, the Mountain Dew flavor that they have and all that stuff? I said, I was like, look, I don't want to demonize anybody, but that stuff's date rape elixir. Like you could, dude, a woman could come into your apartment and you could pour her one of those not your father's root beers or whatever, give it to her and tell her it's root beer. She could drink it. There's no alcohol burning those. None. Like when we were growing up, you knew, dude, Mad Dog tastes like booze. They told you it was strawberry banana. It tasted uh, it tasted like a it's terrible. It tasted like booze's butthole. <laughs> like you knew it. You knew it was booze. It, this new stuff, you're right. It's got no alcohol burn. And like and, and and I mean, there were schnapps, but it was like vodka was vodka. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like like schnapps like was whiskey. Still Gross. Whiskey was whiskey. Like those things were what they were, and now it is. It's considerably easier to it to like hide. Do you think though that like is yes. this well? Is this about is this about the fact that it smells like cinnamon rolls as opposed to like the stank of like a, a regular cigarette, and that's why teens are more likely to do it because like to me it's the rebellion of it. It's the it's the dangerousness of it. Well, they're gonna they're gonna lean more towards the vaping because you can hide it from your parents easier. Like my parents always knew. Were you smoking cigarettes? No, really. Why really? do you stink like cigarettes? Really? Right? <laughs> exactly. So like, so like there there was a little bit of that, right? And so yeah, they're always gonna lean towards that. But dude, when you start to hook kids by flavoring, parents are gonna get pissed, dude. They are. Like that's gonna be a problem. Now I can remember buying like. Like I remember that Camel had like chocolate fa- flavored cigarettes for a while, and like these different the vanillas, flavors. the vanillas, the and stuff orange like that. creams but, were good. But then those just kind of disappeared, and it, it was something that came in and said cigarettes can't be like this. But you can still buy like fruit flavored cigars. I can go buy a strawberry blunt right now. You know what I mean? Like, is uh, where are these where are these different lines? Like, what's the difference between cigarettes, cigars, and 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 you know? Well, that's vaping. interesting. Is that racial? You gotta wonder that, right? Like, is that, is, do we not worry about that the same way we don't worry about how many liquor stores are in the hood? Well, and is, 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 <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. If we're going to continue going down this path, are menthol cigarettes, is that? People make that claim. Because it's, to me, it's way easier to smoke a menthol cigarette For than sure. a regular That's cigarette. That's what I smoked my whole life, most of my life. It's because nobody, and I was like one of the first white dudes out there doing it. Nobody was, and I was got sick of people bumming my smokes. Now, dudes who smoke regulars are probably like, you guys are idiots. What do you like, the fiberglass? And it's like, yes, I love the fiberglass. Let's the vitamins get in when you smoke, dude. That's what it's for. I just miss the cigarettes <laughs> at all. I just miss them at all. Oh, God. They so were so great. If, 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 if you can still buy, if you can still go buy like a, a strawberry blunt, like I know for a fact you can, I don't understand how that can apply to cigarettes vaping if, if it's good for one it's good for all yeah you know what this is though is that you're right you're absolutely right but you need the ball's got to start rolling downhill somewhere okay right so what do you so what are you going to roll it downhill with the blunts because again dude again there's going to be a little racial component to that where like a lot of like middle america is going to go what do i care what's happening over there right but when your kid's got a jewel in your back pocket we got to stop this orange jewel stuff he's got a strawberry blunt in there too like if your kids if your kids evaping if your kids got got that dude he's smoking weed too so you okay what do you break. all right what's the what's what's the cross over there 
Pretty high. I mean, it's the same to me as like people who who, who smoke cigarettes and don't wear their seatbelts. It's like if one goes with the other. If you find your kid smoking, you're going to find your kid drinking. You're going to find your kid smoking smoking weed. Like, I don't think that's too far of a stretch at all. Yeah, you hear that, Kenton? You're raising, <laughs> you're raising Fonzie, apparently, is what's happening. You got the Fonz upstairs in your house. You got to better kick out in that goddamn door. More Sandsbury shows right around the corner. We're going to find out, Fantone, of whether or not, and we're both like kind of seeing people, so we should know this by now, but are you strong enough, guys, to date an alpha female? That's next on Rock 106.9. The Sandsbury Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got the Sandsbury Show here. The third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con is right around the corner, September 15th at the Canton Civic Center. Fantone and myself both on site hosting your cosplay contest. And listen, dude, the Hall of Fame City Comic Con, dude, they pride themselves on being a real fans Comic Con, dude. Uh, there's so many awesome guests, including Kevin Eastman, the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So if you guys are looking to go, it's September 15th, Canton Civic Center, and you can pick up your tickets at HOFCityComicCon.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106, 9, 730. We'll send you to the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. That's this Saturday. Fantone and I will both be there 4 to 6 for your cosplay contest. Patrick Nelson, one of the uh, organizers, will be on the air with us tomorrow, 8 a.m. is when we'll do that. 8 o'clock this morning, though, we'll send you out to Las Vegas, by the way. 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You hear about this a lot, Alpha Male. Right? You hear about that one a lot. As a matter of fact, uh, Twitter is on the hunt the last two years to take down the male. Can't be a man right now. Not good. Twitter doesn't like men. It's that toxic masculinity that's ruining everything. Or built everything. You decide. <laughs> I mean, I mean, whatever. Or built everything. And now get ready for the rise of the alpha female. I don't know what that means. But this woman wrote an article. Mitzi is her name. So I'm sure she's an alpha. Or a 23-year-old living in her parents' basement. One of the two. But she says, strong, independent alpha females, we're self-sufficient. But we have a big heart and we love hard. But they know what they want. So we always try to choose the right and find the right guy who's right for our heart. But you think alpha females are the only ones out there doing that? You don't think regular chicks are like, you think regular chicks are just throwing darts at wrong dudes, hoping, you know what, I hope this dude sleeps with my best friend behind my back? Is that what you think? Like, dude, the self-importance of bloggers is so annoying. She says, don't date me unless you're ready to be challenged. I'm the strong woman that will believe in you more than you believe in your own self. That's how I know she's 22. I'll push you to reach your full potential. Minor setback? No problem. I got you. I have, uh, I will, I'll have the questions to make you see life from a new aspect. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. She says, I'm not a yes woman. We may not agree on some things, but dating me needs be ready for the honest truth. I will communicate you with my wants and needs effectively. Now, that part I kind of like, because this is where women fall down a lot in relationships. And I say it all the time. Use your words. Don't come home and stomp on the floor and huff and puff in the kitchen as you're pulling things out of the freezer and passively aggressively tell me you're pissed. Come home, use your words like an adult, and let's have a conversation. I'm done with the dropping the purse on the floor. <sighs> like you're secretly pissed at me. I'm done with it. I, I Dude, I have 42 years of it. It's enough. It's enough. I mean, I know you don't necessarily like the messenger here, but even before that, I think a lot of what she was saying is kind of what you like. I mean, like, well, I, one of the reasons we're talking about this is because this is what I like. I hate people without ambition. I hate it. I, dude, people have asked me a lot, like, why are you single? Why are you single? Why are you single? 
right? And part of the reason was, and I'm not, I guess I'm technically still am now. We have no idea what we're doing yet. And, but the thing, part of it is, is that I do, I like beautiful women. It's kind of my thing. I just kind of do, right? So there's that. Um, I want somebody who's kind of all about me and yet about me, not all about, but kind of about me, like something real. And I, dude, you got to be doing something. Your career has to be something. It has to mean something to you. It has to, you have to be goal oriented. It has, I have to respect what you do. I may have sex with you if I don't. I'm not going to entertain the idea of dating you if I, if I don't respect what you do. It's just going to be part of it. You're going to have to be pushing yourself career-wise for me to even be a little interested. I um, I mean, I, I think most people are a lot of different things. So the, to me, the thing that, that, that this whole article is like, and it makes me roll my eyes, is the concept of people being like, oh, well, I'm an alpha. Like, you're on some other level than the rest of no, humanity. No, this is who we all are. Right. There, well, I mean, there's there's layers to everybody. So it's not necessarily like, okay, well, you, like I said, you're not a separate breed of people. It's not like, <laughs> right. oh, look at, the, look at this class. But this, to me, like I said, very much reads to me like this would be something you support. I support it. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it what this? Why I hate what the, the way she's saying this is because this is somebody who's just getting old enough to realize this is the way you should be. You know, adulting. And for me, it's like, yeah, sweetheart. I guess maybe you know what it is. I eye roll it because I've known this for twenty five years. But look at how many people in society right now just are not doing that. And I mean, like, I think that's one of the big gripes that that is made here on a regular basis is that the rest of society isn't necessarily living up to that. So whether it's by calling yourself an adult or an alpha or or an independent woman or a strong but doing woman, it's better. But doing it, it shouldn't that be celebrated right now? Shouldn't that be like, all right, man, this chick is this chick is setting the standard higher. Whoever this, whoever I don't know who this blogger is. I don't know if she's twenty three, forty three. I have no idea if she's lived this life or if she's just talking about it. But like, isn't this uh, to be celebrated almost? <sighs> yeah, I guess the way she's li- the way she wants to live her life isn't the worst. I guess. <laughs> You know what it is about social media and blogging? It's not just one thing, but this is definitely one of them. They always talk about this stuff and write this stuff like they discovered it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being an alpha female is going to be named after her. It's like, bitch, we had Mary Tyler Moore. Like we already had that, which by the way, oh my God, male dominated females will never get the chance, even though the first sketch comedy show on television ever was done by a woman. You know what I mean? And that's my problem with new age chicks now is that you're trying to make this female problem. Like we had it in this country. It was just 40 years ago is when we had it. And yet you're talking about it. Like you're dealing with it now and you're not, you only think you are go ask a woman, your grandmother's age about what that struggle was like. Go ask them what it was like. They're the ones who fought that battle, not you. That's what makes me a little annoyed with the blogger nation. She says here, though, I'm alpha, so don't date me if you got a roaming eye. If you still want to taste other flavors, see what else is out there, go right ahead, but get out of her way because you're blocking the right dude. Now, that I do kind of like. kind of like that because she's at least uh, smart enough to know. Like, dude, I don't want to waste my time with you if you're not real. Like, get out of here, right? So I can be down with that. And I do think that this is, you know what, you're kind of right, that this woman should be a little bit more celebrated than not, because I don't think most dudes want an alpha female, right? I don't think they do. Like, I got a buddy, and I always say this, that if his wife left him tomorrow, it would be like, it would be like somebody moved a dog's food dish. He would have no idea what to do, has no idea how to wash clothes, can't cook, has, dude... I asked him the one day I was in their house. I said, dude, don't go do it. Where is the vacuum cleaner in this house? He didn't know. Didn't know where the vacuum cleaner was. 
So like, dude, like most guys, most guys go from their mom's house to their wife's house. Just wash my clothes for me, fold them, clean, do all this stuff. Put trying to put you in that female role, dude. I don't want that at all. Like, I don't want that at all. I think most dudes are definitely going to be intimidated by a woman who presents herself as such. For there's, sure. There's no question about that. And I could see how that is a problem for some women where it's like, if this is who you want to be and this is, you know, what 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 you want to present yourself as, f- fine. But don't be shocked when, like, dudes are, like, a little, like, especially, especially like, most guys. Now, there's going to be some dudes who feel like, hey, I'm on equal par with this, with, you know, this alpha female and we can live together and be alphas or whatever. But, like... Like, you can't necessarily be shocked that, like, the average dude's like, you know what? That's a little bit much for me. Like, you're a little bit too much. That's that's a step too far. Like, most guys would have a problem if their woman made more money than them, right? I, I would think so. To me, that's so ridiculous. If you're in a partnership. Now, if you're just casually dating somebody and she makes $300,000 a year and you make $30,000 a year, I see how that can be an issue. But, like, if you, you yeah, and your that's wife. You, that's you not feeling like, you, like you're dating on the same level as you should be versus, like, you make 65, but your wife makes 75 and you're angry about it. I think that's ridiculous. Me too. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. Me like, too. You, you've got a partnership of funds here, dude. You bring more in. Especially if you're going to be a unit in it together but that's just who i am as a person like i always say this i like chicks with ambition like i was talking about this the other day it's like and again just now i have to respect what you do like i can't sit at a dinner table and think to myself yeah but we're talking about a tanning salon it doesn't matter like i can't do it i just cannot do it It makes like i said i may have a physical relationship with you i'm never i have to respect what you do to even entertain the idea of dating you so yeah i am you know what i shouldn't be knocking this chick because i do i like alpha females i like strong women i like women who are career oriented who are out there chasing stuff don't need a man all that stuff i love that because that's the only reason i would want you is the somebody that doesn't need to have you because if somebody needs you then do you really want me or do i just provide a comfortable place for you to lay down is that what this is about i like chicks who can look right back at me and go dude i don't need you for any of this i had all this before you i'll have all of it after you that's what i'm about i do i love that you know what dude mitzi good for you 22 year old you keep writing blogs out of your parents basement you're doing this right phantom got me turned all around i was ready to come in here and be all pissed <laughs> phantom got me all turned around on you We'll send you to the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. About to pass out those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. That uh, event is this Saturday, Canton Civic Center. Patrick Nelson, one of the organizers, on the air with us tomorrow, 8 a.m. Talk to him. Tomorrow, big, huge day. Munch at 7. Yeah. Patrick Nelson at 8. Governor of downtown, Buzzbin Mike, 9 o'clock. Nice. I yeah. don't want to do anything tomorrow anyway. I don't want to do anything today. We've noticed. Bring them in right now. Munch, where are you? So we'll pass out those tickets momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Uh, surprise on Munch, actually. Um, we're working on it. I have not heard back uh, totally yet. But there's a possibility. Munch Man? Yeah. Live in the studio oh, tomorrow. Bro. Live on. in the studio tomorrow. Oh, we G-Force. Dude, I love Munch, and 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 full and I'll full on admit it. It is, I'm biased. Uh, one of one of my first radio bosses. Um, I was Munch's assistant at WMMS. It was like my first real job. I was his promotions assistant when he ran the promotions department. Um, he promoted me more than twice. I, I just, dude, I've I've known that guy twenty years. I just, I love him. I just love Munch through and through. And there, very, do more dudes need to be as pure as Munch is? 
I just love that guy. Love him. We'll always do anything in the world for that guy. Love him. He's uh, he's not just loved by you, buddy. There's plenty of dudes out there that love more Quartz love Bishop, man. Guy. He's a good guy. I'm excited to have him in the studio tomorrow. Fired up. I hope that happens. I do, too. Munch is like mainlining adrenaline. Like, that's just what he's like. He'll do that dude will get you going. And for a team that's not very good, he, he did he get you all pumped up about it. All right. I, uh, I'm hesitant to do what we're about to do right here. And it's because I believe these companies do this because I've never heard of this fashion company called Revolve. All right. Okay. Now, if you're a young woman listening, maybe you have. Maybe it's just I don't pay attention to you know young younger clothing lines anymore because I shouldn't be wearing them right. as I'm wearing a pair of Van skate shoes right now. <laughs> um, but that's you know. But welcome to it. I've never heard of Revolve, and so I'm assuming that what Revolve is doing here is we're not really trying to sell this sweatshirt. We're just trying to tell you that we're a brand, and so getting people to boycott our brand over putting on a sweatshirt that's you know deemed inappropriate will then get us talked about. I know the old theory of you know any news is good or you know any press is good press. I don't know if that holds up anymore you know what i'm saying you think so? like once upon a time i think that was true like getting your name out there was better than not getting your name yeah, out but there. now people can mobilize via social media and uh, like organize and like really work against you so you might be right it might not be the best system anymore once upon a time it was a given now i think you just have to weigh it it's like wait a second is this worth the headache it's gonna call that's true absolutely it, it used to just be who cares right like, dude look we're the story of the day who cares right but now because of what can happen you're right about that that maybe you have to be a little bit more careful now the sweatshirt full disclosure is distasteful okay but distasteful is fine that's okay in this country remember we talked about this a little bit yesterday in the program free country I'm a, I, I'm free to do what I want. I got I got freedom, right? But so does your neighbor, moron. And so that's where freedom gets messy, is because you have it, and so do I. And what you want is you want to be totally free. And really, what you want is you want your neighbor to be eighty five percent free, have most of what I have, but don't do this, this, and this. Yeah, as long as you're doing what I'm doing, it's okay. Is when you take that freedom and do something else with it, that's that's, that's where, the where problem people have a problem. All right. So ultimately, I'm for this sweatshirt. Now, I'm also for this sweatshirt because I believe this message does need to be told to this country. And I know, but some of us, Stansberry, some of us, it's not our fault, but some of us, right? And this is what I'm always saying. Why am I doing things for the small portion? Why are, my, why are we not allowed to do things for the masses? And let me tell you what the sweatshirt says. Being fat is not beautiful. It's an excuse. Okay? Now that's distasteful. Yeah. It's not nice. No. It's not nice. No. But there's some truth in it. Now, let me... Earn some of you back. I can feel some of you pulling away from me, right? So let me earn some of you back. There are plenty of fat, beautiful people out there. There are plenty of overweight, beautiful people out there. Tons. Oh, yeah. Oh, Tons. Yeah. yeah. And if you saw some of the women I've gone to bed with, you'd be like, dude, what are you, we demonizing fat chicks for? Look, look, look at that one. Look at that one. Look at that one. I like a little meat. I do. I like it. Your boy likes it. Oh, I know there's plenty of people who have like the stereotypical view of what beauty is, but like I think you can pretty much be on a lot of different levels and still be very, very attractive. Like for sure. you can be a BBW or petite, and I can still think you're super attractive in anywhere in between there. Dude, sex appeal is sex appeal. And it's it's almost like a talent where you can't really describe it 
but you know you kind of have it. It's like when, dude, when they teamed Fantone and I up and we went to dinner, I was like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but you can tell he's got it. Like, whatever the thing is we got to have, he's got it, so that'll probably work. Let's team up and do that, right? You can just kind of spot it in other people. And sex appeal is the same way. It's like, dude, you can be a heavier chick, but if you got sex appeal, man, you just have it, right? And so, but this is true, that being fat is an excuse. And your excuses are bull. They are bull. You love those excuses because it allows you to continue to do what you want to do, which is eat delicious things, lay around, and binge watch television. That's what it is. Don't talk to me about thyroids. Don't talk to me about medical conditions. It's a very small percentage of people in the country who have a thyroid issue that's making them that fat. Also, any dietitian in the country will tell you those people who are fat because of their thyroid, they would still be half as big as they are now if they ate right and worked out. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, there's, there's, and, and we're talking about being lazy. So, of course, there's a level of like, eh, well, dude, everyone, look how fat all these other people are. I'm not that fat. I, I, I can't disagree with any of that statement. I guess it's just like, this is the company's prerogative. And if they're going to be manufacturing clothes for younger people, for the most part, who are going to, be thinner now i know childhood obesity is up and i know all those things but like you get fatter as you get older like yeah that's I, true. I, I can't i can't be like oh, i'm shocked somebody went with this because like especially if, if it's like active gear like if it's like training gear if it's something like that that's who you're catering is people who feel that way and there's people who feel that way there again i've been talking about this a lot lately like we do need a fat shaming revolution in this country we do notice this and i've been harping on this for like two weeks that if your friend is abusing drugs or alcohol, you all get together and feel like you got to get in there. What do you think is happening with the food? That is co- that's a coping mechanism, dude. They're doing the same thing. And by the way, nothing, not a thing rises the cost of health insurance in this country more than you being overweight and fat. Oh, yeah, dude, heart disease is the number one killer of everyone in the country, and it's all because we're just sitting around being fat. I know it's every cancer walk, every, you know, every, like, oh, dude, suicide and drug overdoses and all these different things. But, yeah, I mean, dude, hearts just filled with with bacon grease is a problem. That's a problem. For three months now, we've been telling you. We've been telling you that you look down your nose at heroin addicts because you want to feel superior. But then you go home and you eat 7,000 grams of sugar while you sit on a couch. Sugar is a drug looks like one mimics the effects of one it changes your mood when it leaves your body like one and oh by the way there's a reason why they call it the food and drug administration because they're the same things now i I think all this is true i'm definitely not like going to debate on that but i will say there's probably a little bit here where it's like you're not wearing that shirt as like a hey we need to take care of this problem and like this is a major issue you're doing it to be a dick so there's a little bit of me that's like all right you can be a dick well i'm not saying you can't wear this shirt i am saying like well is that your end goal here is to be a dick like you're not right i'm not going to hide under the guise of we're trying to encourage people to get to the gym no no no, you're not i'm not uh, dude again i won't lie i'll always be to the conversation but 
to be fair, you should be able to wear this. What, what, why people want to call this shaming is, you know why people hate stuff like this? It's because you know how much truth is in it. And what that shirt is, is you looking in a mirror and realizing, you know what, I am kind of fat. It is totally an excuse. I had all those excuses too. But you know what happened? I started to change my life. I started to eat better. I went to the gym four times a week. And you know what? My entire life got better. And I lost almost 50 pounds when I stopped giving up, when I stopped relying on the excuses, when I stopped stuffing the pain down by eating delicious things, by by telling people, oh, you just don't understand. I had a hard day. I just got to eat this. It's all BS. But Stansbury, I have two kids and I don't have the time. Where am I going to find the time to go to the gym? Don't. Go to Walmart, take $30, buy a 10-pound medicine ball. It comes with a sheet knit with 66 exercises you can do in your living room. But see, I don't have the time. BS. There's a 5, 10, 15, and 25-minute program on that sheet. You don't have five minutes? Yes, you do. You, so how about, how about take the five minutes you spent writing to me to bitching about something you didn't like on the radio and work on your abs instead? Hall of Fame City Comic Con this Saturday, Canton Civic Center. We'll send caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those. More Stansberry shows right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Yo, Fantone from The Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. People ask me about my LASIK surgery all the time, and I tell them the same thing I'm about to tell you, dude. 20-20 vision. That's what I wake up with every single morning. You know, I started wearing glasses in the third grade, and I thought I was going to have to deal with vision problems for the rest of my life. But thanks to my good friends over at the Rollholt Vision Institute, the inconvenience of glasses and contacts is a part of my history, not a part of my future. So if you're done ordering contacts and you're sick of paying for glasses, I want you to visit a website. It is RollholtVision.com. Hey guys, you got the Sandsbury Show here. Fantone and I will be at the Canton Civic Center on September the 15th, hosting your cosplay contest for the third annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con. In the 2018 Hall of Fame City Comic Con, bringing the heat when it comes to special guests, dude. First and foremost, the creator of the Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman. You've got legendary comic writer Peter David and the creator of The Crow, James O'Barr. That's going to be amazing, and you're not going to want to miss it. So let's pick up those tickets at HOFCityComicCon.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Phantom just said the most depressing thing in the world to me. He looks at me and goes, dude, I just got that email that tells me I don't have any money. You broke. And I was like, well, dude, get better friends. Like, who, <laughs> who the hell's emailing you saying that to you, buddy? Like, are things okay? Yeah, I got the auto set up once my checking account gets below a certain amount. Just so I know, like, all right, dude, you don't have all the money in the world to F around with here. Ah. Payday coming up at midnight tonight. Yeah, midnight so. tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, buying a house kind of expensive, dude. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you know what? pretty expensive Honestly, there. we probably haven't circled back on this enough. Um, because, you know, <laughs> dude, we're so egotistical. We think everybody <laughs> listens to us all four hours all every day. All the time. Right. Like, I'm always like, when, when I say things, I'm like, well, dude, I talked about that. And people are looking at me like, so, I don't know, what are you talking about? I'm like... What do you mean you didn't listen to that? I don't wake up till 6.45. Dude, I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning, drag my ass in there to do that. You're not even listening. To, you're not hanging on to every word. How rude. <laughs> like, sometimes I get a little guilty of that. So, like, yeah, Fantone bought a house. He and his woman bought a house. Um, what Fantone paid for a house and his woman turned it into a home is yeah, what happened. Essentially. That's, that's exactly. Dude, which, by the way, I'm sure she's probably listening on her way to work. Probably. She did a 
killer job setting your house up. It looks really good. It really does look like an episode of Fixer Upper. I mean, I'm, I'm sure most dudes have to watch that show at some point in their life because their wife makes them do it. But she, uh, and a part of it was because for a good year and a half, she was just watching HGTV taking ideas Waiting. from shows. Right. Like, okay, oh, we're going to do this, and oh, we're going to do this, and oh, we're going to do this. Um, and, and luckily... Um, we planned it out smart enough where it was like probably six months ago. We both decided like, hey, every paycheck now we got to we got to cut some cash out. We got to put some money aside, or we got to go buy stuff now so we don't have to buy it all later. But dude, it just has been d- d- just draining to my finances. Okay. Like every every day, it's like, dude, I go spend 150 bucks at Walmart every day. So that's what I was saying here because you've been in there what about a week, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is the thing? What was like the first like, oh, we didn't think about that. Now that's going to be expensive. Um, I'm trying to think of like the thing that, well, the one one huge thing, and I think this is a part of moving anytime, is like I didn't really factor in the grocery shopping oh, to the, restock. Dude, the first grocery shop of a new place is so much money. Because condiments are expensive. We, we kind of like stopped grocery shopping probably a month before we moved sure. because we packed stuff up and it was just... It, it, at a point, it was just like, yo, let's just, you know, either get something microwavable or something you can just throw in the oven or something like that. Nothing we're going to have to throw out. Right. Nothing. And, and, and you know, so so sure. we kind of stopped, like, buying Smart. groceries. And it, that 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 first trip, it was just like, oh, my God, we don't have any of this crap. Like, we have to buy all new stuff, all everything. So that was the thing where I was kind of, I don't want to say blindsided by because, you know, you don't got to eat. But at the same time, man, I just didn't necessarily put that in, in my budget of like, all right, here's $300 thrown away. No, the first, yeah, the first grocery trip of a new apartment, new house, is it is. It's always more money than what you're going to usually spend. Well, good for you, man. Very exciting. Uh, they are finishing up the deck today, so that's exciting stuff. So, like, that's pretty cool. I'm going to have a deck by the end of the day. And once again, dude, I have no idea how I asked backwards my way into this house, dude. Like, there's it's the best so decision much, you ever made. No question about it. Credit to Project Rebuild for making it such a beautiful home. But, dude, there's so many times. Like, I'll wake up in the morning. And I'll be like looking around and I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? Like, they're going to come. Somebody's going to come and kick you out any minute now. Speaking of the project rebuild thing, yeah. I don't, you know, I want to be negative, but okay. I, uh, who installed the doorknobs in your place, buddy? Who installed the doorknobs in my place? Yeah. I don't know. What was the. Well, dude, they always have like three keys when, when you put them in. Did you make sure <laughs> you have every key? Did somebody go to the hardware store? That's a pretty nice TV you got on the wall there, buddy. No, good for you, dude. You needed to upgrade where you yeah. your neighborhood. I agreed with that one. I I agreed with that one, uh, and you did. You massively upgraded where you live. And well, what it all boils down to is like, and you credited her already, but I'm gonna credit her again. Is that like this is just the the natural progression of like women who get into your life where oh they're so great. If, if I wouldn't have anyway. started dating her, if I wouldn't have like you know pursued this relationship and this wouldn't have unfolded the way it was, I would still be living on Hooker Avenue over there on Rex, dude. Like I would be living in the same apartment I started the show out in. Just I would buzz be been slam pieces, right, and, right, yeah. right, and and smoking cigarettes and like and like having like you know wrestling action you know, figures, smiling, as, right. enjoying my life, <laughs> feeling like I'm alive still. Yeah, she just came and sucked the life out of me, and now I look like. Skeletor, I'm just waiting to die. No, I'm kidding, obviously. No, dude, that's what they do. They they make your life better. Like, dude, my apartment's never been cleaner. Still not clean, but it's never been cleaner than it is right now. Because, dude, she came over the other day and she, like, opened the bedroom closet because she was going to hang something up. And the look on her face, I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm cleaning that tomorrow. (laughs) So, dude, I spent all day yesterday, like, cleaning all that stuff out. So she has places to set things down. It's what they do, dude. Chicks are the 3M of humans. They make life better, dude. That's just what they do. 
Until then, you're with them for about five years, right. and then you just want to chop their heads off. Every but. divorce dude right now is like, oh my god, I hate that bitch. You just wait, Stansbury. You're happy now. You just wait. <laughs> you just wait. I know, I know. I'm going to be miserable any day now. As a matter of fact, you know what? That's actually what we're going to talk about next. Not me being miserable, but the ultimate male fantasies. We'll okay. do that and send you to Vegas. All next on Rock 106.9. Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're about to send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's uh, momentarily now. Give you your first keyword of the day. We'll do another one for you at 9. Then Teresa will take over around 11. She's got your third one of the day. Make sure you check her out weekdays after we're done. She does this cool thing on Fridays. She does this uh, this concert t-shirt Friday thing yeah. where she has you send her pictures of, the, of like you and your concert t-shirts. It's a really cool gimmick, actually. It's a cool bit. So make sure you're checking out Teresa weekdays after we're done. And again, she sends you to Vegas, too. So I have here what they say are the most common male sexual fantasies. Now, some of these kind of bleed together. Okay. Okay. So so some of this may sound a little repetitive. Okay. Not surprised, I guess, because like, you know what I'm saying? There's only so many fantasies that you really kind of want here. Like not, not everyone has their own unique one. You fall into one of these groups. Kind of pick and choose a little bit from all, all columns there. Partner sharing and non-monogamy are part of it. They say partner sharing and non-monogamy doesn't involve threesomes and orgies. Rather, they're about having a relationship in which the partners agree that certain forms of outside sexual activity are acceptable. 79% of men and 62% of women fantasize about being in an open... No, there's no... 62% of women fantasize about being in an open relationship. I mean, fantasize is a weird term because it's like, do you maybe fantasize about it, but would you want it? You know what I mean? I think most people could say, like, no, I wouldn't want it. Okay, this is a fair point. You're right. Because there are things that, while watching pornography, I think are hot, but in my bedroom wouldn't don't necessarily want to do. Right. I mean, like, there's things I'll see on, like, you know, like, in, in a football game, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. If I went out there and physically tried to do it, torn hamstring, your boy's down down for the count. So, yeah, there's, there's, that's, that's what life's all about. They say here 70% of men and 51% of women fantasize about, um, you know, being, uh, you know, polyamorous, having multiple relationships at the same time. What a great Breaking Benjamin song, by the way. 66% of men and 45% of women reported being into swinging, uh, also known as partner swapping. So here's the thing. We've talked about this plenty of times on the program. I don't get it. Now, I've done it. You know what I mean? I, I've done all the things. You know what I mean? Slept with a chick with, you know, my buddies, done that. You slept with two girls, done it. You know what I mean? Swapped partners for the night, done it. I've done all the things. I, I did all the experimenting. Here's what I can tell you about it. For me as a person, I'm not judging you, okay? I'm not the moral authority. God knows I'm an idiot, right? So, like, what you do in your bedroom is you. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying for me that I can do that as long as I don't care about you. But if I really care about you, the, the idea of somebody else having sex with you is going to probably turn my stomach a little bit. Not going to love it. It's just not for me. Now, I, I think at least part of that is the societal norms that have kind of been placed on us where, you know, being in a relationship and exclusive to each other, Fair. I think once upon a time was almost, it, it was part of surviving. Like it was a part of like, I have to, you know, establish this home base. I have to, you know, have something solid that I can go to in the sense of like, if he leaves me for somebody else, I have nobody to provide for me. You know what I'm okay. saying? All right. But uh, nowadays, it's like, I don't think that that 
part of that that part of the standard is nearly as, as, as relevant as it once was. So it's like, well, if we could rebuild the whole wheel and all of a sudden be like, well, maybe you should be able to like love somebody but still be able to see somebody else, maybe. But like those societal norms exist. Like yeah. there's no way we just put that toothpaste back in the tube. No, no, no. That that for sure is that they do where you're raised and how you're raised is going to shape your views on these things. Taboo sex is another one of these big novelties or you know big fantasies. Um, they say here, you know, it's like this is having sex in front of people and like things you're not really supposed to do um, like that is a big one. You know, forcing religion into sex is considered to be taboo. People like that a lot. And I'm not into nun porn. Like I'm not into organized religion. I kind of, you know, am anti organized religion. But being raised by a minister, you start throwing priests and nuns into pornography. And it just it does. It just feels like you're trying to stick a middle finger back up to faith believers. And I don't I don't love it. And I think that's what what gets people off is that it is that middle finger to 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 the norms or to what they view as like, you know, the the powers that be. I think there's obviously faith based stuff. I think that interracial stuff is still taboo. Maybe not nearly as much as it once was. But well, it, interracial it like on the guise of and you called this, you predicted this way early. But interracial as like, um, Middle Eastern. People, oh yeah, 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 and now yep. white people like you know what I mean, kind of mixing it up. That that's getting big. White people banging anyone else is going to be, and it still is its own section on Pornhub. Therefore, it still is a little taboo. You know what ah, I'm fair. saying? Like fair. if it was just normal people having sex, it would be in like the hardcore section. But no, it's still its own. You know, it's its own thing there, dude. And the thing that I think has just has become so. Uh, just overwhelming in porn. Like everywhere you look is is family stuff, and it's like, dude, I don't, I don't want to see this. Daughter swapping's big now, and, and it, that I, I, you know, stepmom steps on, and I'm like, no, I just think she's hot. I just want to watch this. You don't have to give me this this story that they're somehow related to each other. Neighborhood, right? w- neighborhood woman sleeps with a young boy. I don't right, want it. Right? Like, <laughs> we don't got to be related. Right? No, I'm with you on that. That is weird, and and honestly, it makes me worried. Like, dude, how much of that stuff is like going? Like, is this you? So you feel like this, and this is how you fight that temptation? Like, that doesn't sound good. But how much of that is, like, it's just... It's it's a fantasy. It's not. I'm not really. I don't really want to sleep with my cousin. I don't really want to sleep with my sister or whatever. It's there is something that I'm not supposed to be doing it. Therefore, it's going to give me that special tickle. Now, see. All right. Some of you may know. Not all of you, but some of you had a rough childhood, was molested by a neighbor. And so it does. It makes you weird sexually. And so when you're growing up and you're kind of coming and it happened to me when I was really, really young, like really young. So as you're coming into your own and you're coming into your sexuality and you're kind of like, you know what I mean? Like you're growing up, you start, you don't know if what you're thinking is normal or not because, because you've been victimized. Right. So like, I had a hot cousin, like a hot cousin, like all my buddies. And she was like a year and a half younger than I was, two years younger than I was, something like that. But every guy that was in my grade wanted to have sex with my cousin. And I was a, I was aware that she was attractive. So I remember the one day, like we were at my aunt and uncle's, we were sitting on the back porch, like everybody's having a cookout or whatever. And I just kind of like caught eyes with her a little bit. I was like, damn, dude, my cousin's kind of hot. And I was like, am I a freak? You know what I mean? Like, I know this happened. It makes me want weird things. This makes me desire. Like, oh my God, I'm not one of these, am I? No, I'm not. But, like, there was that moment when I was, like, 15. I was like, I don't know who I am, man. Yeah, I think everyone kind of goes through that. But then you throw abuse into that situation, and it has to be even more confusing. Yeah, you just don't know. You just don't know. if, Like, dude, is what I'm thinking okay or not? Not. I'm not saying everyone wants to bang their cousin. I'm saying everyone has a little bit of confusion in their sexuality during adolescence. I like it. Make sure we clear it up. Yeah, clean that one up. BDSM. 
is uh, another male fantasy that we love. Uh, spanking, biting, whipping. Nothing too intense there. Uh, now, see, this is not necessarily my thing. Now, see, Phantom's looking at me like that because just yesterday we were at a place, we were at ESC Security, and I asked, I said, how much do those handcuffs cost? Oh. <laughs> and, I mean, a little restraint's not bad. I, I guess the thing I'll say about that is that it's like, dude, if that's your fantasy... Go for it. These other things like taboo sex. I don't want you to bang your cousin. Um, when it comes to like, when it comes to you know, you having these different fetishes or like, hey, I want to have a threesome. That's gonna destroy your relationship. Odds are more than likely. Oh, yeah. Maybe you guys will be good, but maybe not. But dude, BDSM, get into it, guys. Like, <laughs> lean into that one. There's nothing stopping you. Just tell your wife or tell your your spouse or whoever it is, your partner. Hey, this is what I'm into, and you guys should explore that. I would agree. I also think now marriages may be different and I don't know because I've never been married, but in a relationship, I can tell you that this kind of stuff will help you figure out whether or not somebody really likes you too. the more somebody likes you, the more they're going to do, the more they'll be like, all right, you know what? I'll at least the more they'll be willing to try something. Yeah, I mean, because that is like that's a big part of the partnership there. Sex makes the the relationship you have with your partner different than any other relationship For you sure. have. Yes. And if you have this desire and it's not something that's destructive to the relationship, there is a little bit of like, well, maybe I need to get into this or even if I need to like just put my toe in these waters just so we can find some sort of like happy medium here. Yeah, as I'm entering into something newish, I think I don't really know, but as I'm as we're as we're trying that, as you start to talk more and more, and you start getting a little bit more open about your conversations, dude, there is nothing more um, relieving than when you're like, God, I hope this and I hope this, and when they're like, Oh yeah, no, that's all going to be fine. That's all going to be in balance. That's all going to be part of who we are. I was like, Oh, okay. Good. You know what I mean? Like that is that's because, dude, why do relationships break down? Lack of communication, lack of money, and lack of sex. That's why all relationships break down. Now, if 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 in a one night stand situation or the first time you're bringing somebody home, you're like, Different. oh my gosh, we're gonna do Fifty Shades of Grey tonight. Of course, that's gonna be an issue. But if this is your partner, if Work this is it. right, if this is somebody that you've committed to and somebody that you're seeing exclusively, then at that point, you you guys are in this partnership together to have fun when you have sex. Be open with each other and dude, try new stuff. You're you're gonna enjoy. Things. Guess what the number one male fantasy was? We've already taken multiple partners off the off the board, yeah, right? But this is again that was like that was polyamory. So, oh, okay, so okay. Like, so group sex, okay, orgy it, yeah, or, like or multiple threesome. people, okay. multiple okay. people in the bed all at the same time. Again, I'm too old now. It, it's 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 one of those things, it, dude. That's a young man's game. It really is. And, and I know. So right now, it's like, dude, guys who have never done it are screaming at the radio, like, oh, dude, don't tell my yeah. wife that. But, dude, do you have any idea how difficult it is to make two women climax? Like, bro, that is hard work. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm telling you, dude, that is tough stuff. And, and for a guy to be like, don't tell my wife that, if your wife is, you know who you married. You know who you should. You know who your partner is. 30 years into the marriage, she's not going to be like, let's bang oh, Susan. I've been thinking about that, too. Like, not going to You would have crossed that bridge a long time ago if, that's, if that was going to happen. You would have seen signs along the way that alerted you to the fact that, oh, you know what I was surprised wasn't on this list because dudes are pigs? What's that? Is I was expecting, like, male fantasy to be like, Dude, my my girlfriend's mom's kind of hot. Okay, well, my, is that taboo? My wife's sister's kind of hot. Oh, maybe they're putting that under the ta- they didn't, taboo. There, they didn't list it in there, and I was like, oh, because dude, I've been there. 
where it's like you're dating a chick and her sister's hot, and you're like, well, dude, kind of want to know what that's like, right? I kind of thought it would be more punchline-y stuff, like, oh, I, I want to donkey punch a chick, or I want a blumpkin, or something like that. I thought those were going to be like, oh, dude, yeah, that's what I want. I don't know what a Blumpkin is, and don't you dare tell me. I can't. Don't you can't dare tell, tell you. me. Not on the radio, at least. We'll send you to Vegas. I'm talking. I'm with you <laughs> off the air. I don't want to know. I can't know that stuff. I don't. Don't tell me stuff I can't unlearn. I don't. I can't like it. We'll send you to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now. Football season is here and Bell Stores Marathon has all your game day needs. You'll be the MVP for keeping your family and your vehicle game ready. Make Bell Stores an essential part of your game day ritual and get everything you need for a victory in one stop. Bell Stores, keeping your team on full. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have tickets to see TSO. That show at the queue. We'll send you. We are going to send you. You, you're going to be there. It's going to be the Wizards of Winter. It's going to be amazing. Better you than me. I don't care, but I've been wrong about things before. I was going to say, I think they're doing all right without Stansberry. Yeah, they're doing fine. They're doing okay. Dude, the day NCX made me carry that dude's face into the radio station because <laughs> they were going to play for <laughs> listeners. I was like walking behind the band and I'm carrying like a bass for TSO. I'll never forget. I looked at the chick who was on that show, and I was like, these idiots don't even play when they're on stage. They're going to play here? Like, dude, if you, dude, when you go... No, nah, never mind. I'm not. I don't want to ruin anything. Yes, I do. What am I talking about? <laughs> yes, I do. I love ruining things. What am I talking about right now? I, uh... <laughs> but, dude, just take a pair of binoculars and notice how nothing's plugged in anymore. <laughs> like, that was almost amazing. It's like, wow, that's a lot of sound coming from that stage with nothing plugged in over there. I just don't get it. You know, for me, Christmas carols are nice. You know what I mean? I don't need the devil horns. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like Christmas is about stringing popcorn and putting it on the, on the tree and, you know, cider with the kids. It's not about hail Satan. Like, I don't get this at all. Like I've never gotten it. <laughs> Dude, like that's what hell would be for me, by the way. Just 24 seven wizards in winter. And what, dude, like, notice there's like 7,000 of these now. You get TSO, Mannheim Steamrollers out there. Who? What? And then now there's like another version of this coming to Akron now. We heard the, the commercial the other day, which, by the way, thanks. I mean, we appreciate all that. And then, you know, maybe go and support it. That way I don't have to do it. <laughs> I just don't get it. You know what I mean? But I don't get a ton of stuff. Like geometry. I didn't get that either. But I'm sure the world needs it. So we'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you need on those. All right. Thursday Night Football tonight. Ravens at Bengals. Big game. Both teams uh, 1-0 right now. Obviously in our division. Uh, Pittsburgh tied there with us there. Tied. Because we tied in professional sports. Which is lame as all. That's lame as hell. I'm sorry, dude. Ties in professional football is lame. Yeah, that. Uh, it, 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 I saw someone point this out, but like, isn't that one of the big gripes against soccer all the time? Yes. It's like, oh boy, look at all these stupid penalties, and it's like, well, boy, did you watch the Browns game? Oh well, the soccer ends in a tie, and it's like, well, did did you watch the Browns game? Exactly right. Okay. Really, really stupid. So I'm excited to watch Ravens Bengals tonight. Ravens look pretty good this year. Pretty damn good. So again, they're in our division, so I keep asking everybody, where are these 10 wins that you're, that you're telling me we're going to get? 
Where are they? Because the Ravens look tough. They look like they're going to blow you out twice now. I don't know what the Bengals are going to be. They're probably going to be the Bengals. So you might split there. Right? But I don't see this 10-win team. I'm sorry, I don't. I see a 4-12 and football team. And people call me negative, and I don't get that. You were 1-31! and To win four games in a season after coming off 1-31 and is a massive improvement. That's not bad. You're pretty good. So if you shock the world and you prove me wrong and you go 6-10, and and make no mistake, you going 6-10 and would shock the world. Then you're pretty. Then you're getting pretty good. I don't understand. I don't understand what the issue is here. Now I bring this up because we're playing the Saints this week. Right now the Saints lost forty-eight forty because Ryan Fitzpatrick went off. I think it was four touchdowns. NFC Player of the Week. I think he was. I think it was four touchdowns, four hundred some yards. Like he went off. He plays for Tampa. For those of you that don't know. Now a lot of people have the Saints as their NFC team representing in the Super Bowl. I think that's a little crazy. Maybe a little too early. But the roster is good. You got Sean Payton, a hell of an offensive play caller. Like, Sean Payton's like next level good. Right? So that's pretty good. They may be pretty good. But they got beat 48-40. And so people are like, they can be got. And I disagree. I think what happens now is a team that's good enough to go to the Super Bowl realizes, ah, kind of took the Bucks light. Kind of took them light. Didn't. Didn't respect them enough. Got punched in the mouth. And they're going to look for a statement game and they're going to put 60 on you on Sunday. I don't even think it needs to be that, that like you overlook the team. Like sometimes you lose in sports. Like that's that's not necessarily like, boy, man, this team just, you know. So it just got outplayed? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like that's such such is the fair. world of competitive, uh, you know, events there. So Absolutely like, fair. So, so, so to see that like, oh, well, they lost the game. Boy, that means they're going to lose another one is, is a ridiculous thought process. Exactly. No, I think it was them looking past Tampa Bay a little bit. Thinking, ah, they don't even have Jameis Winston. They don't even have their starting quarterback. I think there was a little bit of that. No, did they expect Ryan Fitzpatrick to ball out? No. So, yes, he kind of did his job there, right? But we're playing the Saints, and I think they're going to set up and look for a statement game. Prove to the league, look, we're back. And they're getting the best team in the world to play for that. They're getting us. And I told you in the preseason that offensive line is anemic. They are B-b-b-b-bad. And everybody kept telling me, no, 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 the starters aren't even playing in this and this and this. And I told you, when those regular defensive sets get out there, that offensive line is going to get exposed and it's going to be fast. And sure enough, they looked bad on Sunday. Bad. And again, you got five turnovers and you weren't winning the game. As a matter of fact, at one point you had had five turnovers and you weren't even tied yet. That's bad. You're bad. Okay. But everybody wants to shove this article that's actually from our website, WRQK.com. I had to think about that. In the Sansbury Show section, where Drew Brees is now saying, I think Brown's rookie quarterback, Baker Mayfield, can be a lot better than me at the NFL level. (laughs) Let's slow down. Let's slow down. First of all, Drew Brees, consummate professional. What else is he going to say? That kid will never be good? Come on. Like there's, you guys got to stop falling for so much of what these dudes say in interviews, right? So there's a little bit of that. Also, Drew Brees, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Hall of Famer. No doubt. Not even a question. Yes, of course. I would bet right now, comfortably, Baker Mayfield's not a Hall of Famer. 
that's put, dude. That's putting so much on a rookie that has not played a snap of NFL football right. to say that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. That's why. Yeah. That's why you take the field. You see what I'm saying? I'm ta- this is why you take Brady or the field. I take Brady. This is one of those moments where I'll take the field. I don't think Baker Mayfield. Now, if he does, that's great, and I want him to because he plays for the team I like the most, and I want him to be better. And I think he's going to be. For the record, I think I think Baker Mayfield's a B plus. Maybe an A minus, maybe an A minus if you build him like in, in the perfect roster for him. Maybe an A minus. He's a B guy, B plus guy. He was a bottom first round, first pick of the second round draft pick. That's what he was. That's what he was always going to be. We reached for him. We did. We reached. Well, if you get a B, that's not bad. When I was gonna, B's say, good. Like, it, like, wouldn't that be worth a first round pick if you had a B? Like, as opposed to this like question mark. First round pick, yes. First overall pick, no. If you're gonna take him as the first overall pick as a quarterback, get me an A plus. I, I, I guess. I guess if I'm looking at it from the perspective of like a Cleveland Browns fan, I will disagree there. That I would say a B, a B that I can, I, a B I have in my hand is better than the hypothetical. Yes. Luck. Except for the fact that you just passed on two A's in the last two drafts. You passed on Wentz and you passed on Deshaun Watson. Two A's. You passed on A's to now tell me that this B is going to be pretty good. That's why it's an issue. Baker Mayfield's going to be a pretty solid NFL quarterback, but he's not going to be a world beater. Bucky Brooks has this, who former NFL player and scout, by the way, has this theory on NFL players, and he's right about it. You're either a truck or you're a trailer. Meaning you're the guy that's pulling everybody along with you or you're going along for the ride. Baker Mayfield's a trailer. He's not a truck. Why do you think Drew Brees said this about him? I'm sure he's talked about plenty of other rookie quarterbacks and not given them the, yeah, I think he'll be better than Because me. this is the this is the NFL pro prototype that everybody's hoping Baker Mayfield is. He's undersized. So was Drew Brees. Right? They're trying to sell you on the Drew Brees. So that's why they're asking Drew about Baker Mayfield. Hey, man, everybody's saying he's going to be the next you. And Drew Brees, consummate professional, is going to say the right thing. He's going to do the right thing. He's going to man up. He's going to toe the company line. Oh, Baker Mayfield can be better than me. He's going to give you the humble brag. If you think Drew, first of all, if you, dude, first of all, if a quarterback thinks a guy's better than him, he'll never be a Hall of Famer. You got to think you're the best on the field in order to get that good. But I would bet my life right now Baker Mayfield does not end up in Canton, Ohio as a Hall of Famer. Drew Brees is going to moonwalk in. So stop sending me this article from my own website telling me, you're wrong on Baker, look, you're wrong on Baker. Maybe I end up wrong on Baker. Again, I'm not afraid of being wrong. I'm not trying to do 100% accuracy. Speculation's part of what I do. It's part of the fun of doing a show. And if I didn't speculate, it wouldn't even be worth listening to. I could give you the cheerleader. You want me just to tell you that the Browns are great and lie to you every single week like every other local media type? You want me to lie? Fine, I'll lie. They're going to be really good. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be 10 and 6, even though they won't. They won't. That offensive line is terrible. Stretch! We don't stretch. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. They're bad. That offensive line is bad. And if they fix it, the team could actually be pretty good. Running backs are pretty good. Wide receiver core is pretty good. Tyrod Taylor's better than anything you've had in 20 years. Not the worst. Defense actually looks pretty solid. I don't know why we're still obsessed with having what's-his-name 22 yards off the line of scrimmage for. I don't know what the hell's going on with that kid from Michigan and why we can't get that figured out but get that kid closer to the line of scrimmage. I don't know. But I'm not a defensive coordinator. But Baker Mayfield's not going to be better than Drew Brees. Slow it down.
And I don't know if he'll be a Hall of Famer or not, but I would bet my money on it right now that the answer is no. TSO playing the queue. We'll send you next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll send you to CTSO here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Is that show, when is, is that December 22nd? 30th. 30th. 30th at the queue. TSO. December 30th, 8 p.m. show, right? Correct. All right, we'll do those here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number on those. Quickly, uh, as we're up against it, but I would imagine the answer is no on this because I'm not seeing it everywhere, but uh, ha- has uh, has Florence done its thing yet? No. Has the hurricane hit? It, it has not. So it's just, uh, it's still just like... Um, it's still just like out there, kind of like building and like waiting to hit landfall, right? Well, it's still out there, and it got brought down from a Category 4 into a Category 2 right now, which sounds like, oh, dude, that's much better. Um, not really, though, because part of the problem is is that as it gets closer to land, it's going to slow down, which sounds like, all right, well, that's going to be less damage. It's going to stay in one place longer, and that's the problem, is that when it comes to flooding, when it comes to wind well, more damage... more power will be gained, right? Well, it's, 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 it's not so much... It'll lose power, it's just that now it's going to stay there, where it usually would go inland and keep going because the speed would kind of take it in there. Oh, I see what you're as saying. As it okay. slows down, you're landing more punches on one, one small area there. So like Wilmington, I know big parts of Myrtle and stuff like that, those are huge tourist destinations. Oh, sure. And like, dude... Dude, there's going to just be a gross amount of money lost in this. Like insurance companies down there have to be ready for Freaking just out. just a gangbang, like just a, a cluster f. Well, I mean, what else you gonna do during a hurricane? <laughs> That's official. Jim Cantori said that. I think <laughs> that's what happened. That's what he said. It's a gangbang down here. I feel guilty playing this game, but. Mary Bank Hill, natural disasters. <laughs> like, what do you, I mean, because, right, every part of the country's got their own kind of thing. Like, dude, would you rather have earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes? I'm missing one, right? There's some. I mean, winter are we talking about? Or? I don't okay. know if I call that a natural okay. disaster. I can't shovel a tornado out of my driveway. No, you, no, you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I guess tornadoes is the winner because we might get tornadoes here. It's not like we live in like Tornado Alley. The thing I'll say about all this is, is like, I know we all feel like, oh, well, we'll keep those coastists on the coast there. But like, dude, people are going to start coming in. Like, people are going to start being like, F these things, dude. The the water's rising. The hurricanes are getting worse. We're moving inland. So, so get ready, Canton, Ohio. People who are living in Wilmington, people who are living down there, they're coming for your house. Is that right? I believe so. Um... Let me tell you where you want to be. Where you want to be. And I talk about this a lot. Dude, Oregon's where you want to be. 
It is a massive, massive state where nobody lives. It's got a beautiful coastline, looks like California, costs like Oregon. It's amazing. And they're all loaded down. The, dude, they're all like armored up to the teeth. So if like some like serious ish goes down, dude, you want to be right there, dude, because they're gonna be able to take care of you. Pacific Northwest, I mean, don't get me wrong, everywhere's got its challenges. Ah, but- the fires out west, Heather just told me. And yeah, dude, I lived through that in Oregon. And dude, when I saw concrete on fire, like dude, when the roads lit on fire, I was like, whoa, this is new. Now, not nearly as often as California and those areas get hit. Correct? I oh, mean, no, like- Oregon's worse. Like it, well, all right. I don't want to say worse because I don't know that, but it's every year that they do what is, and again, people are will be shocked to find this out. But what you want is a controlled burn, because that's how it like it, it's like nature resetting itself. It happens to them every year because Phantom Northern California and Southern Oregon are the same exact. You know what I mean? You're spitting across the state line there, so like they're both pretty. They're both pretty similar. But every year that it's going on. As a matter of fact, dude, those three states are still on fire right now. Washington, California, Oregon, they're still on fire. Hey, News, you want to get on that a little bit? You want to tell us about that? Oh, well, you can't, you, you can't blame a company or you can't blame an industry like guns, so why tell people that you know, fire's coming to kill them all, right? Why tell them that? No money to be made off of that, right, News? That's what I thought. TSO playing December 30th, 8 p.m. Quicken Loans Arena. Let's send you. Caller 15, 1-800-243-7625 on those. You're off to Vegas next, though, for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Second keyword of the day, next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. About to send you to Vegas here momentarily. One eight. Uh, no, that's not it. You're going to give you a keyword. He'll text it. That's not it. Don't do that. Show's almost over, buddy. We'll be fine. Dude, I'm watching this trailer for this movie I can't wait to see um, from the National Geographic Channel, although they're going to do a theatrical release for this. It's called Free Solo, where this dude, like, rock climbs, mountain climbs, with no ropes, no harnesses, nothing. And he just, it's, it's called Free Soloing. I guess a lot of guys do it, but this guy's, like, the best in the world at it. And he's doing something in Yosemite. It's like one of the biggest like front-facing rocks ever in like the history of the world or whatever. And nobody like nobody's ever free climbed it. And he's gonna. And I apparently did it because the movie's coming out. Um, and I don't think he died. I don't. You know what I mean? And if he falls off of it and dies, I bet they don't release the movie. So spoiler, he makes it. I would think. Grizzly Man died. Oh, in yeah. the filming of that. You know what I mean? So I. You know I what? Maybe I not. Know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But that dude, that movie. Look, dude, I've watched that trailer like five times in two days. It looks so good. Um, to me, yeah, like, don't get me wrong, that's obviously a huge accomplishment, being able to free climb something like that, being able to climb something like that. There's a bit of me, it's like, am I really going to get an hour and a half out of this? Like, this, to me, feels like a good five-minute YouTube video, as opposed to like, yeah, dude, you got to sit there for I two wonder, hours. I wonder, I'm going to take the risk, but you're not wrong. That, that, that could go like, all right, we're stretching this out for the sake of stretching it out. That could end up happening, but I kind of want to see it. I love the idea of rock climbing. As a matter of fact, I kind of want over the winter. I kind of want to get into like indoor like wall rock climbing. I kind of want to get into that. And I don't know. Do, do we have that? Does oh, Canton have that? For sure. I'll have to look. I uh, I want to get involved in that. I, I want to be part. I want to do that. That's. I mean, I've done it at the mall and like that kind of thing. But I'd like to uh, like kind of turn that into a hobby. I think that'd be fun as hell. Well, this was a hobby apparently of one of the best bands ever. And I say that, and I'm not the biggest fan, but you cannot minimize their impact on music, and that's the Beatles. No, of course not. 
Um, uh, yeah, I mean, do, am I a huge fan, or do I consider myself like, dude, I have a Beatles shirt. I've, I've seen Abbey Road a million times. No, but dude, when it comes to influence and when it comes to overall success, what are you going to doubt them? This is what I always say. They're the same thing as Kiss. They may not be your favorite band, but they made your favorite band want to play, and that's the Beatles, right? They standardized the 4-4, the whole thing, right? But I guess Paul McCartney was talking to, I don't know, GQ? Okay. And this is back when I guess they were putting the Beatles together. They had been over at John Lennon's place with a small group of friends. He says, instead of getting like roaring drunk or partying, because I don't even know if we were staying the night over anything. He's like, we were just all in these chairs. The lights were out. Somebody started masturbating. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we all did. Yikes. I believe they call that the circle yank there. I'm <laughs> pretty sure how that's, that's referred to. Paul says in order to inspire a better um, multiple men masturbatory experience, they would all shout out names of sexy female celebrities. What? Like they were just yelling out, Brigitte Bardot! What? And apparently John Lennon had killed the mood by yelling Winston Churchill. He says, this was only a one-time thing. Maybe two. Oh, maybe. Okay, see, that's, maybe where, two. See, that's, see, that's where you lose me. Because you, you tried to say, well, one time. <laughs> and then you're like, well, somebody's going to come out and be like, nah, I was there. It was like two, three times. And now it's like, well, maybe two. Meaning... Nah, dude. This was this was going. He said it wasn't a big deal. This is kids being kids. That's that's like it's like telling your mom like, yeah, it's the second time I ever smoked weed when she finds it. It's like no, it's not. It's the millionth time you've done that. Don't be a liar. Yeah. Says it was just kids being kids. He says it was good, harmless fun. Okay. Now a lot of you listening are parents right now. Now imagine you go home today, and you open up your son's bedroom door, and there he is with three of his friends. They're just sitting on the edge of the bed, and they're all masturbating together. Is that going to be a big deal to you? How old were they? It It does not say. You know, he doesn't say, but they're calling this the coming of age days. Now, I don't know how old the Beatles were when they broke on the scene. I don't know. I don't know anything about them like that. Like, I don't, but I got to imagine they were young. I mean, that's when bands break. I mean, you don't break into a band when you're 50. So if you're in a garage band, dude, right now, it's probably time to pack. No, I, I would assume probably young teens, early, our late teens, early 20s is kind of what I but had imagined. That can be worse, right? Because if one of them was 20, and one of them was 17. Like, that was like Motley Crue. Tommy Lee was only 14 when they were putting, I think it was like 14, 15 when they were putting Motley Crue together. So, like, imagine now, one of them's 15, 16, the other one's 20. And you have your pants down, you're masturbating together. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Imagine if that had to be the news tomorrow that that's what I spent my afternoon today doing. You'd be like, uh, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Let's not do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's certainly inappropriate for adults and children to be masturbating together. He also, well, here's the thing. Again, we're speculating on that. But he's also, like, passing this off as if it's commonplace. Is it commonplace for young boys to, like, grow up and just, like, hey, let's let's masturbate in front of one another? Well, I mean, there's a term for it, so it's not... There is? I mean, you, you oh, alluded yeah, to it. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, I always thought that was just people making something up that... I mean, every joke has a vein of truth, right? So I don't think that's necessarily unheard of. And at no point in your like in your like right, middle school fair. years did you not have like 
there wasn't like a group of guys that you heard had done that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I always thought that that yeah, there were guys I had heard had done it. But much like I had always heard about the girls at my school with the frozen hot dog, I never believed it. You know what I mean? I was just like, that's not true. She just wouldn't have sex with you, so now you're telling everybody she's the town hoe. When they were developing in 1957, the Beatles, primarily John and and Paul, under age 18, 16 and 17 when they first developed. And right, then, well, they're young boys. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if it makes it that much better, but at least this was an adult in minor. You have never, like, group masturbated with your friends, right? I have not. Well, I growing not. up. I have not. Now, I don't know if there are there... I, and I'm curious about this. I wonder if there are men listening who are willing to tell me whether or not they have. I don't know if they're going to be willing to, but I'm willing to bet there's more than enough men that Oh, did. I know enough about coming into your own sexuality. I also know enough about having been victimized as a child by a sexual predator that more of you have been than you want to admit. And it does. It makes you do weird stuff. It makes you question stuff. And I guess there's a little bit of me that's running this through like the 2018 masturbation filter of like, I'm like, why would you do this? You have pornography available to you, but you didn't in 1957. That wasn't something that you had. So like, yell out these celebrity names, I guess how else were you supposed to do it? You National I mean? Geographic, you freak! That's <laughs> how you do it. Vegas trips up for grabs. Let's send somebody right now to the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Here's your second keyword of the day on Rock 106.9. Let's go! Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Nuck 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. So people are, are keep coming after me over this over this Canton thing yesterday. Okay. For those of you that don't know, Akron's fine, but I prefer living here. When I first took this job, I was like, I didn't know much about Canton, but I knew Akron a little bit better, and I was like, ah, I'll probably just live in Akron. That way, I'm kind of like close to both, and you know, what I mean, until I figure out what's going on. And Phantom said to me, he's like, dude, you're not going to want to do that. I'm telling you, it's not as close as you think. And once you get here, there's a big separation between the two cities. He's like, that you don't know about until you live down here. And he was 100% totally right on that. I would have had that way wrong. And since moving here, I fell in love with it. Now, I know a lot of people, dude, everybody wants to trash where they're from. Yeah. I get that. I'm from Twinsburg. I'll trash it all day. Right? But at the end of the day, decent place to live. I consider myself primarily having been born and raised a Clevelander. I spent most of my adult life on the west side of Cleveland. I'll trash Parma all day. Right? So I get it. But I'm thankful to be here. Feel blessed to be here. I had been on the west coast off the radio for a while. Moved back home. Got another opportunity to do what I actually want to do. I view Canton as the town that saved my professional life. So how am I not going to love that? I said this earlier this morning, that there was no waiting period for you guys to wrap your arms around the show. You were all in from the moment we started, which, by the way, thanks. We love it. There wasn't any of that. There wasn't. Ah, we got to wait and see. Now, again, most uh, not, I won't say most, but a lot of you had known some of the history with me, having been able to hear the other radio station that I worked at before in here pretty loud and clear. Can't thank my company enough for that. <laughs> but, but it ended up, you know, it worked for me once upon a time. So I love it here. And I'll sing its praises, right? So I was on my way to Akron yesterday. I was having lunch with somebody. And she was like, well, we got to meet in Akron because that's where I work. And I only have an hour. I was like, okay, fine. Went out there, did that whole thing, had cilantro. It was awesome. But driving around in there just kind of pissed me off. So I was at a stoplight and I was like, Canton greater than Akron. And people right. got really on me. They got really on me. 
And so now this dude, Sean, is all pissed. He's like, yeah, right. That's why Canton lost its minor league baseball team to Akron. There's not even a decent concert venue there. Well, I mean, the Palace Theater is kind of awesome. Shinedown was kind of awesome. Um, they, they were kind of awesome down there. Yeah, that's not a very good argument at all, dude. Uh, off the top of my head, I can name multiple national touring acts who have been through Canton, Ohio within the run of this show. So, like, not a very good argument. I mean, there's literally a block of bars within the city that have live music seven nights a week. So, like, eh, not, that's that's not the best argument. Right. We got a great small venue and, in Busbin. And, and, and we have a semi-professional sports league in our, our town just like you do, so that's not the right. best argument either. Well, now his whole thing is, you don't even broadcast from Canton anymore because I'm listening to 106.9 now and I'm getting TAM. Yeah, our company has figured out how to put more radio stations on signals and split the signal. We figured it out because what is this company really good at? Making money. Turning, selling product. It's what we're really good at. So, And we are primarily focused on what? Our app. Well, at, so download iHeartRadio and listen to it through that. And what are we deflecting here for? Like, what are we? We're getting off subject here. Of like, oh well, now all of a sudden you're you're putting multiple stations on one channel. That has nothing to do with the debate of of whether Canton's a good town right. or not. No, but when you start losing your argument, you shift because you're a douche. So I will never, ever stop singing the praises of this city. As a matter of fact, this company or another one. Because I'm like anybody else. You offer me enough money, a better opportunity, am I going to look at it? Yeah, I'm a smart and talented guy. The next rung on the ladder is going to look good. So this company could say to me, hey, dude, San Diego's open. Mikey's kind of done, dude, and we kind of want to put you down there. All right. Here's $500,000, right. 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 Move to San Diego. Mikey's hanging it up and go there and do it, right? Now, I would maybe do that. But when I got to San Diego, I'd be like, dude, I got to tell you, dude, Canton, Ohio is pretty good, man. Papa Euros is really good. Kraus is really good. A lot of good food. A lot of cool places. Like, dude, I would never, ever not sing the prices of this place, ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is going to be a little bit of like, you know, like you said, everyone who's from somewhere is going to crap on it. And oftentimes that's a little frustrating to me because I think kind of like as an adopted son, you see things from a different perspective of like, man, dude, that foster home sucked, bro. And the thing I always compare it to, I lived in Flint for a long time. and uh, Yeah, you always make this comparison and it's really good. Very comparable when it comes to demographics, very comparable when it comes to uh, population, when it comes to a lot of different things. Um, now, granted, I lived there before the water crisis and i think things have changed since well you live there the water crisis was there they just didn't know but 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 what it boils down to is that like in flint everyone knew it sucked and everyone was okay with it in canton i think everyone knows there's it sucks but people are doing something about it people are trying to make it better people are 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 are, are throwing themselves out there and we talked about micah from buzzman earlier today where it's like people are making the investment into making this a better place as opposed to like just throwing their hands up and being like well this sucks yeah i've said remember that, that this place takes swings that they'll at least try stuff throw it against the wall see what sticks and, you know, Fantone's been the one of the best ambassadors of Canton I've ever seen. Again, I was thinking about li- living in Akron when I first took the gig. And he was driving me around downtown. He goes, but look, dude, he's like, we, you know, they got art on the street. And that's kind of cool. He's like, dude, they just try. It's a small town that tries. It seems like it seems like and it's, it's ridiculous to say that, like, oh, well, there's a uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a rubber duck that's made out of yellow rings over there. And there's a blue gorilla like that would make any difference. But those things do make a difference. And I'm not saying like, boy, well, can 
in a perfect town and everything's great, no problems at all. No, but, plenty of problems. But but there's somebody doing something, and I'll always have respect for that. At the very least, is that like you don't give up, you keep at this, and you want to make this better. So I do don't apologize for this at all. Like don't. I, and here's the deal, dude. There's people listening in Akron, and like I don't hate you. Like there's no, no there's no animosity there. I love you too. But this is this this is the city that we, what, we're in. What am I tasked with? I am tasked with Canton. Yes. They want Akron. They want Cleveland. Dude, there's a reason why they hired me. They wanted the Cleveland listeners, too, and they got them. Our, our, our web numbers prove it. They got them, right? So they wanted that. But they also wanted something local from this city that this city could wrap its arms around. That's why we talk when something happens with the Canton Police Department. That's why we talk about it. That's why we talk about the city. If all they wanted was a good radio show... Bob and Tom got it done. They would still be here. Bob and Tom would still be here. I mean, I can we can all say, well, Bob and Tom jumped the shark at what point or whatever, but if all they wanted was a good radio show, Bob and Tom was a top three performer every single time out. They wanted somebody that would come in, a show that would come in and would be able Local. to embrace the city that they're broadcasting from. And, I, and apparently I, we've done it because people are bitching about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't apologize for that at all. What this is, that what this is, this is a guy who lives in Westlake. Okay. Who doesn't, who is like, you know what, dude, but I don't live there. Well, it's like, okay, then, then that part of the podcast or that part of the show is not for you. Just like when I talk about something else, a guy masturbating in Walmart, it's probably not for Lisa, the 45-year-old lady taking her kid to school. So she's going to be like, you know what? Probably not right now. We'll check back later and see what he's talking about then. Probably Baker Mayfield yelling about the Browns. Right? I don't understand this. But I have now changed my opinion. It used to be, I used to be this guy. I'm not blocking anybody. I'm you're unblockable. I'll take it all. <laughs> all comers. But you know what? Honestly, dude, people just want to be douchebags on social media. So I'm done. Just because I'm a, and I hate using terms like this, just because I'm a public figure, expecting me to just take the trash that's coming out of your mouth is ridiculous. And I'll also tell you this. I know these new school media types all want to like kiss and hold your hand and be your friend. And oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'll do whatever it takes. Please listen. I'm old school, baby. You open your mouth and talk trash. I'm coming back and you will Hate it. We'll wrap up the Stansberry Show. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end, though. Teresa's going to send you out to Vegas. She'll do so at 11 this morning. She has your next keyword of the day. It's today and tomorrow, your last opportunities to go out to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Good news about that. In three months, we'll send you to the music awards. Yeah. There's right a back, pool party coming soon, too. I right don't know back where. to Vegas you go. Or no, I think those are normally in L.A. Are they? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe send us, and maybe I would know where they are. It's not a bad idea. How's that? Look how that works. There it is. Look how that works. Today has felt like Friday morning all day to me. Like, I'm going to have to remind myself all day that I have to come to work tomorrow. First week back from vacation, there is a little bit of like, man, dude, five days. That's a lot of that's a lot of time. It kind of flew though, right? Like this week kind of flew by. You're not having that same experience? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it feels it feels like today should be Friday. I'll agree with that. So no, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I feel like there's been a little bit of like, what the, why am I still here? Oh, I felt like the first three days flew by for me. Can't wait to watch this football game tonight, dude. Ravens, Bengals, AFC North battle. It's good stuff. Seven o'clock start time, or do you know? Is that what that is? I don't know. I'm fingers crossed it's a seven o'clock start time. Let's find out. I have it right here. If I can pull up my uh my sports app here. 820. Yeah. Yeah. It tomorrow's Friday though. 
You know what I mean? We got Munch at 7. We got uh, Patrick Nelson, the organizer of the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. He'll be on the air with us at 8 tomorrow. And then the governor of downtown Canton, Buzzbin Mike, on the air. Talk to us about that dark horse show that's going on Saturday night. Um, in between, uh, you know, Fronimo's and Buzzbin right there, they're uh, putting that stage up there. Dark Horse, I believe, Doors Tribute. I'm going to do that. Well, then, yeah, dude, screw it. Tonight, watch Stay Up, watch the game. Who cares? We'll be fine. We'll make it through. Clint Parker's going to take care of the heavy lifting. We'll be fine. New yeah. turn Friday, maybe. Who knows? So, six for like 6.45, I'm just going to be pissy. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be mad. So, maybe what you do, sleep in tomorrow. That's all you got to do, sleep in. You know what I mean? Miss the first hour of the show. Maybe podcast it. That way you can skip through it when I'm yelling at you. Right? See, we always think it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers you're trying to no, skip. It's not. It's my yelling. You know what I need? It's more ACDC. Let's get that cranked up, <laughs> let's, idiots. Let's get that in there. Let's get more of that in there. All right. Aside from that, we are done. Podcast will be up shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. You, uh, make sure you listen to Teresa. She'll send you to Vegas. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.